Sometimes change can feel scary, but it can also be exhilarating. A time to stretch our boundaries, embrace opportunity, and start something new. Welcome to the Baby Brunch Parenting Series, made just for you by BrightRock, the provider of the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. This is a Baby Brunch Podcast. Babybrunch.co.za made this promise. So I, I said to myself that, that the day I start this project, I want to do two things. I want to support moms and moms-to-be. And then also I want to always stay informed through this small community that we've created where we broadcast internationally through our podcasts. A while back, I shared a Facebook post online of the outbreak of measles in New York and two things happened. I had a lot of support from moms who believe in vaccinating. And then I had a lot of opinions and in some cases backlash from moms who don't believe in vaccinating saying to me that I am deliberately forcing information down their throats. I then decided to not engage anymore because I would want to seek professional advice to speak about this particular topic that gets a lot of attention. And I'm still not sure why... It became so aggressive online because all this was from my side was a post informing people about something that I have read. I didn't share it with copy. I didn't say you have to or you should not vaccinate. But it became a discussion and it became quite heated. And I thought maybe this is something to unpack with professionals. I have to say that I have contacted six doctors through my team some of which online on online platforms and social media are pro not using vaccines, so they don't vaccinate. And none of them were willing to be recorded. They passed us on to another person, the other professional passed it on to another, and none of them were willing to speak about it. So I also want to say it in this podcast, if you are a doctor, a medical professional, or someone who is a registered professional nurse, or someone who's on a lactation board, or you, you work in a medical field, I would like to encourage you, please contact us. We're on the Baby Brunch website, so babybrunch.co.za, that email will come directly to me. We would love to have a discussion with you so that we don't just have one opinion, but that we have an opinion about vaccinating and that we have an opinion about not vaccinating as well. The one person that was willing to speak to us about vaccinating is someone that vaccinated my children and I managed to get hold of her because she's been part of our baby brunch seminars, our events that we have and I now want to say on our feedback forums, on our feedback forms you were always a favorite because moms enjoyed engaging with someone who understands breastfeeding and I know you as that person in my life being on the international board and, and as a certified lactation consultant and also as a professional nurse, giving me basic advice regarding my children. And I must thank you. It has really helped me a lot. And now my youngest baby that you back then vaccinated is now four. And my youngest is two. And, you know, they're fine. They're great. So Anal Greiling, welcome to our Baby Brunch podcast. Thank you, Ilana. Thank you so much. It's a big honor for me. Let's quickly talk about, I mean, why, why should one vaccinate children? At the time, four years ago, I didn't know that there's an option to not to vaccinate. Yes, Ilana, my question is why not? Because as a parent, vaccination is so important to protect your child. Children are so precious. So why on earth would you not want to protect them? 
Wie wie daar regulatie of daar real ingestel? Like when when did this whole vaccinating vaccination thing start? Like why why do we vaccinate? Who who decided that this is what we do? We lost so many children in previous years by vaccine preventable diseases. Up till 20, 25, 30 years ago, the child mortality rate was really so high. And by ongoing research, they really re- realized that measles is preventable. Mm. A lot of the meningitis types are preventable. So it was really through proper research through decades. And I mean not 20 minutes on Facebook or on Google. Mm. That's not research. But by proper medical research, it was really, really shown that it's really possible to protect your child through vaccines. Let's go to the vaccines that children need to get. So I remember when I got to the clinic uh, with my baby, I would they would give me a schedule and they would say, okay, so this is what your baby will get at six months and this is what so so take me through the vac- vaccination schedule what's the first injection that a baby will get when you bring the baby to the clinic and they have done all the checks and they start the vac- vaccination process what what's the first one that they'll get that would be at six weeks um, i'm sure you still remember ilana babies get at birth still in the first two or three days in hospital they get polio drops and they get a BCG injection on their right upper arm mm. and that protects them against TB and polio, like I said, the oral polio drops. But then at six weeks, moms go to the clinic and then they will give your baby again polio drops in the mouth orally. Hexaxim is the first injection and that usually goes in the left side. That will protect your baby against diphtheria, tetanus, polio, Pertussis, which is whooping cough, Haemophilus influenza, and Hepatitis B. So that is a lot of protection. And that injection, the Hexaxim, gets repeated at 6 weeks, 10 weeks, 14 weeks, and they get a booster at 18 months. That's not all. Then they get a second injection, Prevenar. Prevenar protects babies against the pneumococcal bacteria that can cause um, pneumococcal in- infections like pneumonia, lung infections, respiratory tract infections, even some of the middle ear infections, and a type of meningitis. And then at six, six weeks, babies will be, will be protected against rotavirus, virus, which causes gastro, and that is more drops in the mouth. Okay. So that is a lot of protection at six weeks. I can imagine that a young mom is listening to us unpacking all eerie bacteria, all these diseases and going, oh no, but that sounds like a whole lot for the small baby that's only six weeks old. What would happen if you don't inject the baby with all these things? I mean, what would happen? It sounds really overwhelming. I agree with you, but I can just reassure. And usually I tell the moms it's worse for them than for the babies. Maybe you can remember (laughs) I told you that. It's really microscopic small doses. It's babies really don't, yes, they cry for two to three minutes and then they're fine. Um, For the mom, it feels like it's so bad. It's lots of viruses and stuff, but it's really... I can reassure every mom it's proper research, it's really fine. Rather do it because if a baby younger than one year contracts um, whooping cough or pertussis is the big name, the chance of really dying is, is really bad, is high. So babies younger than one year, we don't want them to get whooping cough. We never want a child to get whooping cough mm. because it's preventable. 
let's assume that you are a mommy, you are unsure about vaccinating your baby is six weeks old and they have now gotten some of the drops in the hospital you've left after your cesarean or natural birth and you're at home and you miss that six-week vaccination period and you decide at one and a half years old that you want to start the process of vaccinating. Is it too late? No, it's never too late. Rather do it later than never. But mm. but obviously, if you start later, the protection is delayed. And depending on what you decide to do then, because if I see a mom like that, we'll sit down, we'll have a proper relaxed discussion. I never judge a mom because mm. I know how, how overwhelming it is. But then you will work a program out for that mother and you will explain to her what is available because some of the vaccines have time limits, like the rotavirus vaccine. The one product you can only give it up to 24 weeks. The other product you can give it up to 30 weeks. Right. So if a mommy decides at the age of one and a half year to vaccinate a child, the child will miss out on some protection. Mm. But there's other very, very important protection that this child will still get. So yes, then you work out a program. You, you can ask the mom to do some now, bring the baby back in a month but please vaccinate the ones that you can. What is inside the vial? Because I, I remember how quickly it was. I remember how overwhelming it was. I arrived there, six-week-old baby. I'm still getting the breastfeeding thing. You know, you yes. arrive yeah. with the baby. <laughs> yeah. And then you say, no, mommy, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. And then it's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was two pricks. And then it's it's finished. And baby's upset for a little bit. And I put on the boob. And then, you know, she calms down. And then everything is fine. But what 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 goes inside the vial that you inject is it is it is it the like a flu vaccine that has the germ inside it? Are you giving them a little bit of polio or a little what what is inside there? Yeah, Ilana, yes, right. It is a bit of a virus. It is a bit of a bug that's inside, but it's a weakened strain. And then again, it depends. Some of the vaccines, like the measles vaccine, the chickenpox vaccines, we call those live vaccines, but mm-hmm. it's weakened. It's okay. the swak. So it's really not the real thing that we give to the poor child. It's a weakened vaccine or a weakened virus. And then the rest, like the whooping cough, like the meningitis, like the hepatitis A, those are killed viruses. So it sounds horrible, but it's not a it's not a real virus. It's killed, and out of the dead virus, they build, they make, they produce antibodies. So in the end, we give the child the antibodies. Right. There's a mom listening to this, and she's thinking, but what if I just eat healthy and make sure that they're not surrounded by children who have these viruses, and I'm breastfeeding? Surely I'm giving my baby all the nutrition that they need. Yes, she's right. She is giving the baby all the nutrition that that he or she needs. But you can never protect your child 100% against diseases because if you go into a shopping mall or the child goes to a a birthday party when they're a bit older, they will definitely be in contact with some of these viruses and bacteria. So even if you live healthy, even if you keep your child as much as possible out of crowds, it's really not possible. And what about school and, like I said, birthday parties? And even if you're homeschool, mm-hmm. your child will be in contact with other people and with other children. 
I want to go to the Facebook post and why I wanted to unpack this on babybrunch.co.za. First of all, to inform moms. I mean, I'm not here to convince anyone. Uh, at some yeah. stage, I said to, to one of the people who commented, I said to him, I don't run a political party. You can do whatever you like, but, you know, I'm just here to create a platform so that people can speak. And again, I would like to urge people. Um, I've had a lot of moms that put their hands up that don't vaccinate that said they are willing to speak. But I said to them respectfully, I would like a medical professional to speak on um, not vaccinating. So I, I get it, mommies. I, I realize that you're listening to this. Maybe you feel a bit frustrated and you say, but I don't vaccinate and that's not the reason. Um, you're welcome to comment on, on the post or, or on social media. You're welcome to write to us. But I would like a medical professional to unpack it the same way we're unpacking vaccinations and vaccinating right now. The one lady talked about how amongst a whole group of people you can eventually start giving or bringing back this type of disease the same way that uh, the article that I read talked about how in New York now it's back yeah. in the in the yeah. system the other one also spoke about how vaccination can give you autism Ilana yes um, my reaction would be the world is a global village. There's a lot of measles in New York. These, like you know, like this is what started your whole discussion. Mm. People travel a lot. If you rely on herd immunity, and herd immunity means all the children in a crowd is vaccinated, all the children are protected, but there will be children with chronic diseases, maybe children with cancer that receive chemotherapy, they cannot be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So those children rely on herd immunity. But people travel a lot. If somebody that has been in contact with measles in New York or anywhere else comes into contact with that child that's immune compromised and that was not vaccinated, that child will contract measles. Mm. Um, and there's different, there's a lot of scenarios like that. Um, I have in my career seen a few children that has, um, that has become deaf because mm. of a simple vaccine called, uh, a simple disease called mumps. It's a mom's decision. You are right. I agree with you to, to a certain degree. But, but how can a mom make peace and forgive herself if a child is deaf and she knows that she made the decision not to vaccinate her child? Sure. So, and it's like you unable to hear deaf. They go deaf because they, they get yeah, mumps? Yeah, deaf. Oh, wow. Yeah, deaf. But now, just just a question around that before I get to the autism aspect and what I've, what I've, what people have been telling me. Have you met a mommy or daddy with a with a child that has been vaccinated that has contracted one of these diseases? Yes, I have to be honest. Like chickenpox, mm. if um, the vaccine against chickenpox is recommended two doses, and that's hundred percent. Right. But a couple of years in South Africa, we had no. Um, access. Yes. It was not available, the yes, chickenpox vaccine. Yeah. So then when it became available, we gave the children each only one vaccine because there was not enough stock. Mm. So then often we saw a child with chickenpox and he was vaccinated, but he, ho he only had one vaccine. Mm. So those children got chickenpox, but in a very mild degree. So right. at least they they could go to school. Mommy and daddy didn't have to take days off work. Mm. But the child had a very mild or light degree of chickenpox, which is still a good measure of protection if you had only one dose. Does vaccinating create autism? 
Definitely not. About 30 years, even longer ago, there was a doctor with the name of Andrew Wakefield, and I encourage moms to go and read up on Dr. Andrew Wakefield. He did a study on eight children, I lie, on 12 children. He gave them uh, MMR vaccine, Mm -hmm. a very primitive one those years, and he found eight of the children um, autistic after his what can mm. I call that? Study. Then a couple of years later, mm. they did a study on 12,000 children in Denmark, and none of those children became autistic. After many years of research, still after that, we can say today with confidence that autism is a genetic disease or a condition. It's not caused by vaccines. But Dr. Wakefield caused a lot of trouble and he is the big man behind anti-vaxxers because he made people aware of, even though he was wrong and he was um, banned from the medical field, he, he's not allowed to practice as a doctor anymore, but um, he caused a lot of damage and he made people aware that maybe maybe they can stand up and say, this is not what I want for my child. Mm. But today we know that's not true. What do you want to say to moms that are unsure or to dads listening that are unsure to vaccinate or not vaccinate? I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people because I had time now and most of the moms and the young mommies and daddies didn't know that there's an option not to vaccinate. They just assumed that this is what we do because that's what we do. What do you want to say to a young mom listening today? Yes, Ilana, I want to say, and I do say that to moms in the practice where I work, I often tell moms, because we see a lot of moms and dads, especially dads, that are very unsure. Mm. But I tell them, please, please vaccinate your child because it's not worth taking the risk. It's horrible to stand next to a bed of a child with meningitis. You know that child, if he survives, he might have brain damage. He might be blind. He might lost an arm or a leg. Mm. I mean, there's there's more simple diseases, like I said, like I referred to mumps. It's not worth taking the risk. Mm. So please vaccinate your child. I know you will hear the pros. You will hear the cons. There's not really cons. There's just people that anti-vaxxers. And I don't agree with them, but we must respect their opinion. Mm. I know it's hard sometimes, Mm. but please protect your child because you have a responsibility towards your child. That's my advice. Where can we get access to the vaccination schedule? So I know mine was a printed copy. I was more laminier. You know, it was a pretty card that I got from my clinic at the time um, that I stuck on the fridge. And they also sent me an SMS reminder saying, hey, mommy, it's time to vaccinate your baby. Where, where can we get access to a schedule like that? The, the, the schedule that's in the bookie, it's just a government vaccine, which mm-hmm. is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. But if a mom can can afford to do private vaccines, from nine months, there are private vaccines available as well. That's optional extras. And you will get that from any private clinic, well, mm-hmm. baby clinic or a sister that does private vaccines. But start with your doctor, ask your pediatrician, contact any private baby clinic and they will give you the private program as well and that will be that add-on to the government schedule and now lastly flu vaccine or not yes 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 <laughs> every year so many children get hospitalized of secondary oh, yeah. infections right. like bronchopneumonia pneumonia bronchiolitis mm. And that's secondary infections because of the flu. So, yes, it's a big yes. Uh, Vitamin B for grown-ups or not? 
vitamin or hepatitis? No, please? vitamin B. Vitamin B, yeah, it's, it's, it will help with a bit of immune booster. Why should adults get um, hepatitis injections? Because when you were a baby, it was not part of the government or the, of the, department, of the department of Health <laughs> program. So, so it's very good. Really? This yeah. is this is and news. There's a, there's a new trend, or not a trend, it's new. There's a, there's a vaccine that's fairly new. It's Adacel Quadra, specifically for adults. And that is to protect the newborn baby against a few diseases, but the most important one is whooping cough. Like I said earlier, if a child younger than one year contracts whooping cough, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. really bad. They become very sick. They can even die. But if we protect the mom and dad, the granny, the nanny, the cocoon around the baby, that is to protect the baby. So that is highly recommended that the parents, the caretakers, that they get protection against some diseases to protect the baby. So where can we get the adult vaccination schedule from? A pregnant mommy can ask a gynecologist, mm-hmm. but the rest of the family can go to a clinic, even to a baby clinic, right. because that is the same vaccine that children at 12 years receive. Okay. So it's recommended, it's licensed for adults from six years actually upwards. So it's for the 12-year-olds and it's for, and it's for the grown-ups. And while I have access to your valuable time, my daughter is four and the youngest is two. What do we need to get after four years old? At six years, I get a preschool booster and that will protect them against the same diseases as, a, mm. as what they had as a baby. But remember that immunity can wane. It, it gets lower and lower over time. Mm. So at six years old, a child should be protected against diphtheria, tetanus, mm. whooping cough again, polio. That's all in one injection. So don't get a fright for all the long words names, and the big yeah. names. So at six years, they get one injection against those four diseases. And usually we do a booster against measles, mumps, and German measles or rubella again at six years. Anel, I must say, this has been enlightening stuff. I expect two things to happen. I expect to finally find an expert who is willing to be recorded, just like we have done with you while you're sitting in sunny Cape Town and we're up here in Gauteng. So thanks for letting us dial into you and have a chat about this. For all your questions, I guess you can send us some. So go to our Baby Brunch website, babybrunch.co.za. Again, I encourage a medical professional that is willing to talk about anti-vaccine. Do I say it right? Do you say anti-vaccine? Yeah, anti-vaxxers. We call them anti-vaxxers. And like I say, we have to respect the people, mm. but you don't need to be a rocket scientist and to, to realize you have to protect children. Mm. I mean, children are so precious, and we, we want to protect them. We want them to have full lives, mm. to have happy lives. Sure. Crazy yeah. stuff. Thank you, Ilana. Only a pleasure. Baby Brunch is made just for you by Bright Rock. Becoming a parent changes everything. From your sleep schedule to your finances. That's why Brightrock's Needs Match Life Insurance lets you precisely craft a solution to cover your specific needs. From protecting your income to covering your debts and your child's future. Because you pay just for the cover you need, you can get up to 40% more cover. So get the first ever Needs Matched Life Insurance that changes as your life changes. Go to brightrock.co.za. Bright Rock Life is an authorized financial services provider and registered insurer. Terms and conditions apply.